Maybe deep down you know that you want to be charging more for your services, but it can feel a little uncomfortable stepping into that next level and knowing exactly how to embody the kind of confidence that will get you there. If that's you, you are going to absolutely love the mindset shift we dish out in today's episode. I'm joined by my amazing friend, Kate Wilkinson, and she is filling you in on the mindset and energetic shift you need to charge high ticket. My favorite part of this conversation is that it breaks it down in a way that feels really simple and actionable, and you are going to see yourself in so many of the stories that we share today. It's so easy to understand where you're getting stuck, identify those blind spots, and really shift out of them when you know exactly how they're showing up for you, and today is going to help you uncover just that. I am so excited to dive in. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Kate Wilkinson. Kate is a business coach and marketing mentor. After leaving the corporate world burnt out and stressed out, she now helps badass entrepreneurs to build the multi-six-figure business of their dreams without the hustle. With almost a decade's worth of digital experience under her belt and leading successful digital agencies to managing an international successful e-commerce business, her days are now spent coaching heart-led and ambitious humans to grow their passion and purpose into a profitable business. Kate's work blends high-level digital strategies and systems for predictable and easeful cash infusions with a whole lot of fun and joy through her signature framework, Mindset, Strategy, and Expansion. Kate, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I have told you this in the DMs, but I avidly listen to this podcast and love it so much. (laughs) And so to be invited is such an honor. So thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, that makes my heart so, so happy to hear. And I think I told you this, but I was so blown away when you told me that because you know how one-sided podcasting can feel sometimes. For where you're sure, like, yeah. You're just like showing up and you're talking to into a mic and it just feels <laughs> like you're hanging out there, right? I'm often in my PJs. And I just think it's like wild that you are literally like across the globe listening and having me in your earbuds. And I just think that is like the most amazing thing. Oh, that's so good. I mean, to be invited to be a guest on a podcast you love is also such a great honor. It makes my heart very happy. So this is very mutually um, beneficial for both of us. We're both feeling really good right now, which I love. Yes, so good. <laughs> so I read your bio, but I would just love to hear in your own words. Can you tell listeners a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Of course. Uh, So very much the burnout that you mentioned in my bio is a big part of my trajectory into coaching. And 
I am very anti-hustle at my core and I've just seen the the side effects of that when you really push too hard and ignore your nervous system and go for goals at the risk of really affecting your health. So that's definitely at the core of my big why. Uh, The work that I do daily, I mean, you know, being a coach is such an honour and it is such a beautiful career to have. And I help my incredible clients who are ambitious and heart-led build easeful, repeatable 10K months in their business. And they are all types of service businesses. So from fashion stylists to digital marketers and also business coaches and mindset coaches and language coaches, a whole array of beautiful women that I'm very honored to support every day in their business. Yes. Oh my gosh. So beautiful and so amazing. And I am just so pumped for you to share all of your infinite wisdom with us today and really talk to us about how we can shift that energy to attract more premium clients. I know you and I were chatting before we really dove into this episode about really the energetics of selling high ticket and how that's such a big part of your work. So I'm super pumped for this mindset shift. I know there are going to be so many beautiful nuggets in here. So why don't you kick us off? Like, just kind of tell us like why energetics is so important when it comes to selling. I love this question so much. I have this affirmation card on my desk that says your life is as good as your mindset. And I have it there because I truly believe that also our business is only as good as our mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just an important place to come to our business from. And really, I feel the most important first shift is to be willing and open to see things differently. So often we think that the pathway that we're on has to be our pathway forever and we can, we're can we only allowed to charge so much and we have to have this business that is X amount of hours and we have to have these struggles. But honestly, the openness to see that things can be different can just completely change the entire trajectory of our business. And I think that's such an important, simple first shift for us in our business. Totally. I think that's like, it's so beautiful to think of it that way because I think that in itself is a mindset shift, right? And like, that's what mindset is all about. I think so many of us come into mindset work in general, like in whatever way you first interact with it. I think I first listened to, um, like a life coach school podcast. And that was where I first learned about mindset and it like totally blew my mind. Right. Mm, (laughs) But I think that that, that interaction of being like, Oh, so like, it doesn't actually have to be this way. Or like, I have choices here and I have options here and I can choose to think differently. And I am at choice and can take action. All of that is just so incredibly empowering because I'm not quite sure how I was thinking of it prior to my mindset days, but I definitely don't think I was thinking of it quite as expansively as I obviously do now. And I think it was more of a, a sort of like, almost like these are the facts, right? Like this is what you have. This is what you're dealt. This is what's going to happen, how it's going to roll, right? And I think that mindset just gives us so many more options and choice and 
really allows us to take our power back in that way. So I, I just love it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I love how you reflect on mindset work because as you were saying that, I was recalling how I used to think mindset work really functioned. And I used to think without obviously doing the work or knowing anything about it, I used to think that mindset work was you know, you meditate and then almost like you're hit by a bolt of lightning, you have this massive realization <laughs> that you you can change your life and you will feel high vibe and you will be a different person and suddenly you'll just show up completely different in your life and business. That was, that was my right? very, yeah, very inaccurate understanding of what mindset work actually was, where in reality, it's like, really uncomfortable, really scary, really challenging and really pushes us to limit to really be riding the edge all the time in our business, right? Totally. And I think that, I mean, when we frame it like that, we're we're like, hey, who wants to come on down? Let's do some (laughs) uncomfortable work together, right? Both here for it. (laughs) But I think that you're totally right in that, like sometimes it does feel worse before it gets better. And I know Mm -hmm. that sometimes people don't love to hear that, right? But it's almost like when you're cleaning your closet, I was doing this recently, but it's that messy before it gets better phase, right? Like, you know, at the end of it, it's going to look freaking amazing. Like the closet is going to be like better than it ever has been. And yet you also know that like, all of it has to come out. It needs to get sorted into piles. Some of it's got to go to goodwill. There are other things that have to happen. There are more to-dos that come out of the initial, like, wanting to clean the closet, right? And, like, the same is true when it comes to mindset work is sometimes you you discover one block or you uncover one mindset challenge mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, that's going back to that thing that I thought I solved way back yeah. when and here it yeah. is again, right? And I think that, like... It doesn't sound fun when we say it in that way, but I actually think that this is so important for that reason, which is because it's so much easier to shift those blocks when you have awareness around what they are. When it gets really freaking frustrating is when you have no idea, right? You're like, why is this coming up? Or why can't I take that action? Or why can't I charge that rate? Or why do I feel so uncomfortable having that Mm -hmm. conversation? Like that just leads to making yourself wrong. When you can say like, oh, I can actually understand why this is a pattern that's playing out. And I can actually have the tools to shift it, I think like that's when doors open and that's when it really like becomes this gateway for your business as well. Would you agree? I I absolutely agree. And in that with the awareness, it also just becomes so much easier and quicker for you to shift through those blocks and stories that are coming up too, right? Especially around money and pricing, holding more, having more, supporting clients in a deeper, more premium way. It obviously comes with a lot of weight, but as you step into that and really acknowledge the stories that are coming up potentially around lots of things, I'm if anyone is listening to this and they think, wow, Kate's a real expert in this, I can tell you I know this so deeply because I've experienced all of this myself. Yeah, right? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have very much walked this walk and so it's so easy for these feelings to come up where perhaps you're worried that people will think that you're greedy or there's some kind of belief that people may think, oh, who is she to charge that? Or other different kind of thoughts around like, 
what if I disappoint people? Like, what if I charge this price and I sell them into a container and then that's so much money? And what if I let them down? And what if they feel dissatisfied? And those stories come up for me still at different stages of my business. And yeah, I can acknowledge them and shift through them a lot quicker. And they definitely don't keep me stuck like they used to. But I think one of the most important conversations that we can be having as coaches is really normalize that these thoughts do come up. Oh yeah, totally. They are just part of the process because it's so easy, as we know, to look at everyone's highlight reel and their prices and think, damn, she is killing it right now. Like she's charging three times what I'm charging and she's not scared of that at all. She's just boldly showing up and selling out her high ticket and attracting premium clients. Why can't I do that? But know that as coaches who are in that space and are working with high ticket clients, attracting premium clients and doing that high level work, we have definitely had those really sticky, crunchy thoughts too. And still do, right? Like I think that's (laughs) such an important piece that you just normalized there. Like I think the whole point of this podcast isn't to sit here and be like, hey, Kate and I are perfect, so come on down, mm-hmm. like get coached by us. Like, no, yeah. hell no, right? Yeah. Like the whole point is to say like, hey, we have the, this very select group of tools that we use regularly, right? We get support around these things. We do our own mindset work. We mm-hmm. like really show up and embody what we're talking about here. Like all of those are such key components to being able to do this work, but it doesn't mean that we don't have challenges anymore. It doesn't mean that we don't ever have thoughts or a bad day or a dip in income or anything, right? Like I think that all of those things still happen. It's just that, and you can definitely tell me how you feel about this, but I think for me personally, it's just that like when you do the work, the things that used to stop you or used to get in the way or feel like such a big thing that you couldn't move forward, mm-hmm. they just don't feel as heavy and hard anymore. And it doesn't mean that things don't come up that are heavy and hard still. They can come up in different ways, but like you're so much more equipped to move through them. Whereas like I remember in the beginning of my business, like someone saying that they like went with a different coach would like literally be the, my, like the end of me, right? Like spiral town. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> shut it down. Right. Like yeah. did not want to offer calls anymore. Did not want to show up in the business. Couldn't write the post. Like it was that charge. And like, I think you just get to a point where like the things that used to feel that charge kind of they don't have the same impact that they used to, right? Or at least you don't let those things stop you from the path you're meant to be on or the work that feels fulfilling and amazing, right? Like I think that at least for me, that's very much what I've felt in doing this mindset work. I'm so curious to hear your take on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I used to create so many stories around those decisions, for example, of a client to go with a different coach or not proceed with coaching, that it meant so much more than just perhaps liking that offer more or feeling a deeper connection. But I used to create these stories, oh, it's because they can't see the value or they don't see me as an expert or they don't see me as the person that can get results or they think something else. And obviously, I think the most important thing to do when we find ourselves spiraling is to come back home and sit down and even write out 
what do we know to be true? Like what is there evidence of? Our brains love evidence so much. It's how we can make our brains feel really safe. And so when we write down the evidence of what is factual, not some story that we're creating in our head based on absolutely no evidence, it can really just help us calm our nervous system around that and make us feel, again, really safe in our business and really safe on the pathway that we have chosen, the prices that we have chosen, the offers that we have created. And it can stop us feeling like we have to suddenly burn everything down and start all over again because one prospect has said no at this time. Yeah, totally. I mean, I just love how you mentioned the evidence bank there, right? Because I think that it's so interesting how... (laughs) I used to do this in my design business all the time too. So I was a designer prior to coaching. And even though I had consistently gotten clients and so many of those came through referral, which was like its own can of worms. But even though that had consistently happened, I would always convince myself that like, okay, but that was the last one. Like that was it. Like, <laughs> like literally this must be the last one because there's never going to be any more, right? And it's so funny how our brains do that, right? Mm-hmm. How it's like, okay, like, no, you've been in business for years and you've pretty consistently gotten clients. Like, why do we think that this one was going to be the last one? Or why do we think that like that won't happen again? So I think that like the evidence there is so useful to be able to look back on and say like, oh, look, like this actually has happened consistently. Or that's one of the reasons I really love um, like tracking metrics and data in my business, Mm -hmm. right? It's because when you actually track those numbers, like I have the numbers from like the very start of my coaching business and I can go back what's almost like five years now, which is crazy. Um, and look and see like, hey, look over time, it tracks upwards, right? So when my mindset's having a little bit of that wobble, I can be like, oh, look, this is the evidence of like what actually happened. And like, isn't that amazing evidence to use moving forward as well? And then the flip side of this exercise, which I also love, and I'm sure you probably talk to your clients about something similar as well, which is like, what's all the potential that I currently have here, right? So not only do we look in the past of like, look at all this great evidence I have of like leads and clients and income and all of that, but also like, think about all the other potential you have, all those other leads you've been talking to, all those other opportunities to be on like someone's podcast that you've like had floating out there, right? Like all these other ways that you're gaining traction and momentum that like, unless you do the mindset work to actually look for that potential and that possibility is so easy for us to forget about. So I just think that that's like almost the, the flip side of that side of that exercise where it's like, yeah, we have the path, but we also have like all this possibility in the future too, which I absolutely love. I totally agree. And it just, is so powerful at shifting your energy when you go into those experiences as well, when you are doing the mindset work. So let's think about like being a podcast guest, for an example. If you're stuck in this belief that your business isn't working and it's all going to stop working today and that one referral that you got is the last one you're ever going to get, that even when an opportunity like a podcast 
guest interview comes along, you go into that with a completely different perception and projection of how that's actually going to help grow your business and think, yeah, I can do it. But I mean, it's not going to make any difference at all. But I am coming into this experience now going, wow, it's incredible. I get to connect with Amanda. I get to connect with her audience and her community. And there's so much potential for me to grow from here, right? There's opportunities available boundless as opposed to limited. And I think the data really supports the mindset work as well, just as equally. Totally. Right. And I think, you know, I think this is an interesting conversation to have too, because even as you were saying that I'm sitting here and I'm going, and I want that for you, right? Like I literally want that to happen. That's like Mm. the entire point of this. Whereas I think that there is so much that that sometimes feels like comes up around these kind of things where it feels like oh well like that would be uncomfortable or like you know maybe she doesn't like really want to share xyz or like I just think that there are so many like stories that can come up around like almost like scarcity right like there being like a limited amount of people and like like I don't know even just like sharing that or like sharing our work with more people it's like I think the mindset of like certain people are going to resonate with Kate. Certain people are going to resonate with Amanda. Neither is right or wrong. Like she's going to have people in her audience. I'm going to have people in my audience. Like that's the beauty of this is that there's enough to go around there. And like, Mm. that's literally the point is also such a great mindset to bring into this. Because as you said that, I was like, oh, but there's like so much there, right? Like there's so much in this world that could tell us like, oh, but no, but that's not the way it works or there's like a limited number. So I just thought that was useful to share too. I think that's just so important for us to realize. And also when we think about our businesses as coaches, consultants, mentors, our own personal businesses and the clients that we support, how many clients do we actually need to be fooled? <laughs> I love this question. Right? <laughs> And I think when we kind of loop this back to pricing and charging premium prices and having premium offers, it's so easy to get into that scarcity mindset of, oh, I can't charge that because I'll turn people away or I can't put up my prices yet. I'll wait till I'm fully booked. And operating in a place of scarcity just does us all such a disservice, us in our business. But when we look at the evidence of how many clients do we need to be fully booked, honestly, 10 15? I mean, it's there are more than 10 people listening to this podcast right now. And when we look at those numbers and realize that 10 is actually such a small amount of people, we're not the Marie Folios who are having a one big launch a year. We need to get, you know, 5,000 people into our programs, right? We're not building these funnels where we're trying to attract these extraordinary audiences. And when we look at the evidence of that, it's so easy for us to then realize that there is so many incredible soul match clients out there that will resonate with your offers, that will resonate with your coaching style and will feel really aligned with your pricing too. And yes, it may be a stretch. Yeah, it will be scary. You and I work with the same coach. I remember being petrified when (laughs) hiring Lacey for the first time. I tell this story that she followed me up five times. I completely ghosted her. I I had a full freak out because it was such an up level, but 
when you realize that there is abundance everywhere, an abundance of clients that are aligned, an abundance of clients that see the value in your work, then suddenly 10 clients doesn't feel like much at all, right? Totally. Okay. So can we stop for a second and dive yes. deeper into that story? Because I feel like I've heard, I've definitely seen that in your content before about like the five-time follow-up thing. But I actually <laughs> think this is a really useful conversation for listeners yes. because I think there's so much dialogue in this space right now that says, if they're a premium client, if they're a high ticket client, then you shouldn't have to follow up with them. They mm-hmm. should be buying after like one message. They should already know that they want it. <laughs> like, I could go on, but I'm pretty sure you know the vibe I'm talking about here. Yeah. And I know I definitely have thoughts and opinions, but I actually think it would be really useful for people to hear your side of it, of kind of like what was going on in your mind and like what was going on on your end. Because I think sometimes we forget about this part when we're that follow upper instead of the follow up E, if that makes sense. Totally. This narrative that our client has to be a hell yes makes me very mad. It really grinds my gears because it is our job to be coaches and it's our job to coach our clients through this process of this up level and what that really entails and really normalize firstly that all of these feelings, emotions and stories are absolutely normal and completely part of our up leveling journey and process. But this assumption that someone has to be a hell yes and raising their arms on a call with you, it's just not realistic, right? And I think it definitely sets a precedent that we feel wrong in our business. We feel unqualified as coaches when our clients aren't having this like come to Jesus moment, come to Jesus (laughs) moment, right? And It's our job to coach our clients through that process. And Lacey, we've worked together for, I think it's three years now, but she followed me up five times. And we had this incredible discovery call. I knew I wanted to work with her because one of my dear friends, Ellie, was working with her. She was my dream coach. I was on her wait list for at least six months. I jumped on a discovery call, had a great connection. She's a Torian like me, really connected, great. In my mind, I'm like, She's my, she's my coach. I found my forever coach. And then she just followed up and followed up and followed up. And I literally ghosted her because I was scared and I needed someone to coach me through that, right? And not coaching in a way that was full of big promises and guarantees that, you know, I was going to suddenly, you know, suddenly make 10K months overnight or within two months I'll have a million dollar business. There was no promises in there, but helping me understand that, again, that these feelings are absolutely normal and she is incredibly qualified to coach me through this journey and she showed her true colors by following up with me. She was stepped into coach role and We've all been taught suddenly in this space. I don't know when it shifted. It feels like about 12 months ago that the follow-up became a really bad thing. But I have my own personal story about this from earlier this year. I had a discovery call with this incredible woman and she asked for some more information. 
I sent it through and then I didn't follow her up. We had a death in the family and suddenly I was flying across the country and Mm. I was at organizing funerals, et cetera. And I didn't follow up in my usual period, which would have been, you know, three to four days later. And I got home, I settled, I dropped her an email with my deepest apologies that I hadn't dropped into her inbox earlier. And she sent me an email and this is absolutely not verbatim, but what she said to me was, I was really surprised you didn't follow up with me. And I was thinking, wow, I don't want to work with a coach who doesn't follow up her prospects because I see that as doing good business. And it's such an important mindset shift to have, realizing that our prospects want to know if we want to work with them. I even had this experience with a client who was a long-term client of mine and we went through the re-sign process and usually I would do the outreach, but I've handed it over to my team for the first time. They're going to do the outreach. Would you like to continue with Kate, et cetera, et cetera. And she hadn't replied to the email, which was really interesting. So I dropped her a note on Voxer and I said, hey, I just want to reach out. Obviously, I'd love to work with you. If you have any questions, we can jump on a separate call and discuss You know what this longer journey would look like, see if you have any questions. And she said to me, I thought you didn't want to work with me anymore. Mm. And that was just such a big learning for me, my business, my team, and also her as well. Like our coaching dynamic changed for the better because of that, because I learned what she needed to hear. But I wouldn't have signed these clients if I had just sat in this space and projected out to the world. I don't chase clients, they come to me. I don't follow up clients, they have to be a hell yes. You know, I you know, if someone doesn't reply to me, I don't follow them up. And if that works for your business, I'm not throwing any shade, but I have the evidence in my business that the follow-up really works. And my clients, where they are in their business, need that extra level of nurturing and hand-holding. And so I look at the evidence of what is there and that informs my strategy, right? And it's so important to really anchor into what works for your own business and what really creates the results because this client has been with me for two years and I could have easily just walked away from that for what? Like it feels very egotistical for me. And so being a heart-led coach, I really want to walk my clients through that process and make them feel really safe in their decision-making. And that is my job. And that's why I do the follow-up. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much yes to this. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that I think that's why this space has only gotten more confusing. Like the longer Mm -hmm. I've been in it, the more confusing I think it gets for so many people because I think that, yeah, you're right. Maybe if I was selling like bookkeeping, I wouldn't necessarily need to have this like (laughs) transformational relationship with my bookkeeper. Though I will say that I'm a real big fan of like my accountant, (laughs) you know, like it's probably true there too. Um, But I think that like, yes, maybe if it was something like that, sure. But I think that we're, (laughs) we're in these coaching relationships that are high touch, very personal, very Mm. transformational, like bring all your shit to the call situations, right? And 
And then all of a sudden in the sales process, we're like, oh, but unless it's about sales and then you should be a heck yes. And then you should like, know you want in and then, and then, and then. And I'm like, it's just not congruent, right? Like it can't, it almost can't be both there, (laughs) which I am generally a fan of things being both, but that one just like, like, like we can't be asking people to step into these highly personal relationships and then be really surprised when like the sales process also feels highly personal. So mm. I think like that's the biggest takeaway for me I is just, so <laughs> it's just yeah. like, that's such a huge part of it, but it's also a huge part of what I think is making people feel very wrong about having to show up and sell or having yeah. to show up and have sales calls or having to show up for these conversations that can feel uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like what you mentioned is just so useful to normalize because yeah, like we're not sitting here saying like, you know, you can't ever sign a client in the DMs. Like that's not what we're saying. We're just Mm -hmm. saying like, if you're selling something that is more personal, don't be surprised if someone needs a more personal interaction to get bought in on that before they jump into this relationship. Totally. And I think the really important distinction to have there is chasing versus following up. And I definitely don't chase clients. I'm not sliding into people's DMs cold. I'm not using any of these sleazy sales tactics, but I definitely do align with the follow-up. And I think that's just a really important distinction because there's a lot of stories out there of like, I don't chase clients. Well, I don't chase clients either, but I definitely, like you said, I love how you touched on making the space feel really safe to them to come to coaching with everything on the table and make it feel really safe for them to bear all of their feelings and be really vulnerable and open as opposed to pushing this expectation that they have to show up and be this perfect person who doesn't feel any of those really human emotions. Totally. Mm. And uh, regards to the chasing, like I think chasing is an energy, right? Like Absolutely. I I don't think chase like <laughs> We're not physically chasing anyone. (laughs) I think we can all agree on that, right? But I think that like it's such an energy. And I think that the piece that most people forget when it comes to this chasing versus attracting conversation is most of the time the people you're following up with are people who have already shown interest. They've already Mm -hmm. raised their hands. They've already been the person commenting, you know, DMing, signing up for a sales call, taking the next step with you, whatever. Right. So I think that when it comes to that, like the question is, okay, did they show interest? And then to me, that's not chasing. That's, that's following up. That's good business. Like you said. Yeah, it is good business. So many of the stories that we shared and the shifts that we mentioned in today's episode were easier to uncover because we had the right support. It's why I'm so incredibly fired up to support you on my free Make Moves and Get Paid coaching call. This is a call where I literally pay you to take a massive sales action in your business. Yep, you heard that right. On this totally free 30-minute call, we'll uncover the one mindset exercise and the one sales action you can take today that is going to make the biggest difference in your bottom line. 
I created these calls because I know that there is so much mindset drama that can kick up when it comes to taking those actions that you know you need to be taking and you know are going to bring you closer to your goal. But there's fear coming up. There's a lot of stories. There's analysis paralysis. And there's just a heck of a lot standing in the way. So I created a really, really clear incentive for you. If you show up, spend 30 minutes with me and we uncover that one mindset exercise and sales action together. And then you go and take those actions and send me evidence of it within a week of our call. I will be sending you a $15 Starbucks gift card to celebrate you in that. In this way, we get to sidestep the drama. We don't have to worry about whether it's going to work or not. It's totally worth your time, regardless of what happens next. And it's that kind of action that really builds momentum and helps you to keep going with the things that are going to build your business. I only offer a few of these each week. I just opened up spots. So head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash make moves and find a time that works for you. As you used to be a designer, I used to be a Pinterest strategist before I became a coach. Yeah, that was like my post-corporate, post-burnout. That was what I had to do. I had to dive into the world of Pinterest and be surrounded by pretty images. And (laughs) um, that's what my brain really needed. And then I moved into coaching women to become Pinterest virtual assistants. And I would say the same thing to them about discovery calls. Like your prospect has already said a small yes, right? And so they're not someone cold that you're, again, diving into their DMs unannounced or uninvited. They've said a small yes to working with you. And having that mindset reframe is just so important when it comes to pitching, pricing, offers. This person has already seen your pricing on your website, already knows you, has probably stalked every single post on your Instagram, I once had a client say to me, I even found you on YouTube. I mean, I don't even know how. I haven't posted on YouTube since like (laughs) five years ago, but done their due diligence and said that small yes of jumping on a discovery call. And then you're just in this beautiful mutual exchange, right? Totally. Mm. I, I just love that so much. And I think it's so easy to forget about that, right? Especially if you, especially when you're, you're so in it, right? When you're so close to it and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. but like, will they sign? Won't they sign? Right? Like sometimes it's easy to forget, like that they took a journey to get here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that they, they've been along for the journey and part of the yeah. sales process. And I think that that can be really helpful to remember too. So I know another big thing you talk about is kind of like anchoring into your uniqueness and why that's your superpower. So I'm super curious to hear what you have to say about that. I just, I, we're in this space where, here, here, let me just wind back for a second. I'm going to tell this story. Um, when I first started working with our coach, Lacey, and I was starting my coaching journey, I had this perception of what a real coach looked like. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had to fit into that in order for okay. me to be successful. And so I would always joke to her, and actually still three years on, I still we still have this very dry joke. But I said to her once, I feel like I have to like, in order to be a coach who's reputable and can sell out, I have to like meditate for two hours a day and stick crystals up my vagina. That's what I said to her. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's amazing. <laughs> and we laughed about it. And now it's like this ongoing joke where <laughs> I'll like have a big launch. And I was like, did you, did you stick crystals up your hoo-ha? Is that how I did it? And she was like, yeah, I did it. That's <laughs> how. <laughs> so it's this kind of long running joke that we have. But I tell this because I really truly believed that, right? Mm-hmm. That I had to look act, speak, share on social media in a certain way like the other successful coaches, consultants, mentors that I saw because they somehow had the secret and I had to blend into that, right? I had to almost be a shapeshifter. And it really kept me stuck. Mm. It really kept kept me stuck in my business. And every time I wanted to do something that was different, it would be quashed by this feeling. It was such a motivator and creativity killer in my business. So an example of this that I've shared recently is I have this segment called Cocktails and Convos. And every two weeks, I do an Instagram live on a Friday afternoon. I have a guest. It's like my version of a podcast. And sometimes I do solo episodes. Sometimes they're a guest episode and we make a cocktail together and then we talk about a certain topic, right? Just like a pod. And I really wanted to do this. And I said to my coach, I have this idea, but I'm really scared that people are going to think that I'm an alcoholic because we're (laughs) drinking a cocktail on a Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Right? But the thing is, is that Making cocktails is a big part of my personality outside of my business and I was separating the two, right? And of course then I was struggling to sign clients, show up authentically, find my unique voice and really stand out from the crowd because I was hiding who I really was. But Kate at home, Wilco as my friends call me, you come over on a Friday, I'll make you a martini. We're like sitting on the front lawn. We're watching the sunset. We're playing music. Like I entertain. I'll cook dinner for 10 friends. Oh my gosh, I'll be right there. That sounds amazing. (laughs) That is deeply who I am. And I was doing my business such a disservice from hiding from who I was. And people just ultimately weren't feeling connected to me. Surprise, surprise. Shocker, yeah. <laughs> Everything, like, everything's so much clearer in hindsight, of course, but even these small pieces that people really feel connected to me now because they know I love this. People will send me Instagram photos and tag me in their Instagram photos of martinis all the time because that's a drink that I love to make. And they feel a deeper connection to me because they know something really personal about me. And when we think about other brands that we love and feel connected to, so often it's their authentic stories and it's their journey that is unglamorous and unrefined that we feel really close to them through that. Like I think about, you know, Jenna Kutcher and her $300 camera, like it's the authentic story and sharing that unpolished side of ourselves that makes us feel closer to this stranger on the internet, right? And so really anchoring into that authenticity completely changed the trajectory of my business. 
Oh, I love that so freaking much. That's amazing. Mm. And it's so funny that you mentioned the cocktail as the like, oh my gosh, will people think I'm an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. So my my version of that was showing up to a coaching call in workout clothes oh, and yeah. legitimately had to have like, I think it was multiple conversations with Lacey about this, about how unprofessional it would look and how I couldn't do that. And like, but my face is all red and I'm sweaty. So like, you know, sometimes my hair doesn't look right. (laughs) And like, we had to have like an in-depth conversation. She's like, why does it matter what you're wearing? And I'm like, it's just going to look so unprofessional. And she's like, maybe in real life, if they could smell you, it would be a problem. (laughs) But like... But like you're on Zoom and it has no bearing on your ability as a coach. So I think you should just wear the workout clothes. If like if running to you is this important and it's going to make you feel that good, then that has to outweigh like all of the other things that could possibly come up here. Right. And not only does the running make you feel really good, but it also helps you show up, like fully show up for your clients and your coaching calls too, right? Like totally. You're into the space if from such a place of power, power and embodiment, like that is <laughs> that is such a beneficial shift for them to have. Um, I find that so funny because I too have had those beliefs. And one my version of that is also I'm in Australia on the West Coast. It gets very hot here in summer. It was Last summer, it was like 47 degrees on Christmas Day Celsius. I don't know what it is. It's like over 100. It's very hot. I was like, that's really hot. Yeah, I really know that. <laughs> and our house doesn't have air conditioning. We're in a 1930s beach bungalow, right? And I would go for a swim sometimes in the middle of the day between my coaching calls. And I had this story that I couldn't be on a coaching call with wet hair when so many of my clients are in the city that I'm in and are also dying from this sweltering heat. And I had this story again that they wouldn't somehow get a professional experience from me because I had wet hair. It is crazy, like crazy (laughs) making how we do this to ourselves because, I mean, if we really get down to it, like that was the reason we started these businesses, right? Exactly, like the lunchtime swim or the lunchtime run. Yeah, exactly. So if we're all of a sudden putting back in place the exact same rules that we tried to break out of, and by the way, also sending that message to our client, like, hey, this isn't okay if you ever have wet hair, if you ever like are sweaty from a workout, like... Heck no, right? Like, that's not the point. That's not what we were aiming to do here. So I don't know. I just think that, like, these conversations are so useful to have because I think it's important for women to hear, like, hey, we both had, like, some version of this story, right? And it was important for both of us to shift it so that we could show up for our clients, for the important work that we do, for our businesses. Like this is that piece that when you stop making yourself wrong for these things, that's that energy that only translates to like every other freaking aspect of your business. Totally. What I love what you said there about this is why we started our business. So often our dream clients are us six months ago and they're not only looking at our social media content, you know, in our feed and being educated and inspired by it, but they're also looking at our life and thinking that's a life that I want too. And 
We are here as people that are inspiring our audience to, or inspiring our clients, I should say, to have the life that we're having where we can build a highly profitable, successful business and have lunchtime swims and, you know, go for a run at lunchtime and have all this freedom and flexibility. That's us really not only talking the talk and walking the walk, right? Like we're expanders in this journey. And it's so important for us to be sharing that. And again, that just weaves back so beautifully to the authenticity in your business and really what people want to see is possible for them too, right? Totally. Oh my gosh. I could not agree more. And these are the beliefs that also translate to that energy of sales that also translate to the energy of like the clients you're attracting and signing and the energy of like how your business is growing as a whole, right? Like this is the stuff that can make business feel really, really good or really, really not so good. So it really, really matters. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. I just think this was such an important conversation to have today. And I am just so incredibly grateful to you for coming on the podcast and for sharing your authentic stories. And I just think you're amazing, Kate. So thank you so much for joining me today. If people loved what they heard, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at it's Kate Wilkinson. Um, slide into my DMs. If there's anything really juicy or any aha moments that you found on the pod today, I would love to hear what they were and even your own version of them. And we can even laugh about our own stories together because, you know, I really want to normalize these conversations and take the power away from all of this charged mindset work. And that is where I'm spending, honestly, most of my time on the gram. And I do cocktails and combos if you want to join me every other Friday. And um, I've just absolutely loved our time together. Honestly, I feel like we could have spoken for hours. Yes, I think we probably could. Have. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do part two some other time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm so grateful. And this has been amazing. Thank you, my love. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, We'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Why we started our business. Oh no, I think because... I lost you there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, Okay. You're back. I think you're back. (laughs) Okay. Uh,